Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Hawkins Adventure Podcast. I'm Will Hawkins, and this podcast is all about outdoor fun and adventure. You'll probably wonder who I am. I'm a former soldier in the British Army, where I travel around hot and cold parts of the world, plus I cycled down Africa with my brother in my 20s, and I've done a fair amount of sailing too. In this episode, I'm going to cover my latest micro-adventure in the Peak District National Park in the UK, taking in the magnificent area called Kinder Scout. You'll hear about the latest piece of outdoor clothing I've been trying out, the extreme fast hike trousers from Berghaus. Also, I'm going to talk to you about a great outdoor book called Wild Pub Walks. And to finish up, it's a short walk down memory lane when I talk about a past adventure and what I was doing. Right, let's get on with it. Firstly, I've just come back from a quick trip to the Peak District National Park. If you don't know where that is, it's a beautiful area in the middle of England, which sits between Manchester and Sheffield. It's wild moorland with rocky outcrops, peat bogs and great views on a clear day. There are plenty of walking and hiking routes in the park. Its highest point is Kinder Scout, 636 metres above sea level. Kinder Scout is more of a plateau than a peak. Penny, who's my wife, and I have a favourite walk that's 10 miles long and starts near the town Hayfield. We escape for the day to do this great walk. You can park outside the town near Kinder Reservoir. If you want to camp, there's a camping and caravanning club site close by. It's open for campers, motorhomes and campervans, but not caravans. The route we took takes you north of the reservoir towards a re-entrant called William Clough. It's a rocky track through the heather. You'll hear grouse in the right season and we've occasionally faced herds of sheep being taken off the hills by a farmer. It's steep and we were sweating hard by the time we got to the top of it. Once you've reached the top of William Clough, you turn southeast and up a steep slope onto Kinder Scout. You'll see more walkers and hikers at this point. This section of the walk is possibly the most dramatic. We stopped a little further along for a mug of tea from our flask and a bite to eat. Penny and I sat down overlooking Kinder Reservoir below. In the middle distance, we saw some peaks, including Brown Knoll and the intriguingly named Mount Famine. Off to the right in the distance, we could see Manchester with its high-rise towers. Unusually, a ewe and its lamb walked up to us and saw we had sandwiches. The ewe came right up to me and was almost in my lap, sniffing out my lunch. I've never seen sheep this tame. Moving on, we walked past the dramatic rock formations along the ridge. After a mile or so, you reach Kinder Downfall. It's a stream which drops off the ridge to form a waterfall. In winter, when it's frozen, climbers climb the icefall. When we got there, the water only trickled over the edge. It's been hot and dry here this summer. Next, you turn sharp right and head south-southwest along the track towards a triangulation point on Kinder Low. This is part of the Pennine Way too. The walking is easy, although rocking places. We reached Kinder Low, stopped to take a quick photo and carried on towards the big rocks called Edale Rocks. You can see the picturesque Edale Valley to the left. The track is paved with slabs of local rock to reduce the erosion caused by walkers. It's all downhill from here on. Penny and I walked around a small hill called the Swine's Back and reached the track at Edale Cross, which heads west down Oaken Clough. It's a steep, rocky track. We've seen mountain bikers riding up here in the past. This leads you down into the valley at Coldwell Clough. The views are great and we stopped for some more tea and a rest before we headed down. Soon enough, Penny and I reached the bottom of the valley and headed north up the small lane to Bowden Bridge, where we parked the car. This is a great walk. It's 10 miles of beautiful but rugged terrain. You'll need walking boots or shoes to do it. Plus, it can be chilly on Kinder Scout, so pack appropriately and take some food and drinks. 
To find more details about the walk, including a GPX file for the route, visit my website whawkins.uk and look for this Kinder Scout walk. Okay, it's time for this week's kit review. There are some essential clothing items you need to be comfortable when out walking and hiking. Boots are important, as are waterproof jackets and warmer layers in the UK and cooler countries. Another essential is walking trousers. When you're working hard, walking up a hill, you'll get hot and sweaty. But when you reach the top, you cool off. All that sweat will have seeped into your trousers. You'll soon feel cold when your sweat starts to evaporate. Therefore, you need walking trousers, which are going to help you keep cool when you're working hard and which will dry off quickly so you don't get cold. Plus, you need trousers to be flexible to cope with the extra bending and moving you're doing when walking in the hills. I've tried many walking trousers over the years, and it's been hard to find a pair which are comfortable, hard-wearing, and which dry quickly. This week, I've used a pair of extreme fast-hike trousers from Berghaus. The first thing to say about them is they have one major feature which sets them apart from other walking trousers. They have zips on each thigh which you can undo to open up a venting panel. The panel consists of a mesh to let air in and out, and they work. Climbing up Kinder Scout this week on a sunny day, they made a big difference to how my legs felt. Working hard on the way up, I opened the vents up and felt cooler immediately. As soon as I got to the top, I zipped up the panels to stop myself cooling down too much. Also, they're made from a wicking and quick drying material, so you don't get clammy with sweat, and they dry out quickly. When it comes to comfort, the extreme fast-hike trousers have stretch panels on the bum and knees. That means they give a lot when you walk, so you don't have that discomfort when you stretch or bend. Extreme fast-hike trousers have two front pockets, one rear pocket, and a pocket on the right thigh. Just the right size for a smartphone or compass. Plus, they come with a belt. These are great trousers and should last you for ages. The retail price is £95, but I expect you can get them cheaper online. My outdoor book for this week is a favourite. It's called Wild Pub Walks. The author Daniel Nielsen has put together a collection of 22 walks around the UK, all of which include a pub at the end. Given that the Campaign for Real Ale, or Camera, publishes the book, you can guess that pubs will have some good beer in stock. I've used a couple of Daniel's routes, and they're both good. The first one I tried was the walk I did with Penny over Kinder Scout. The routes take you into some remote parts of Britain, and make sure you can save a decent pint at the end of it. The routes vary in length and difficulty, but there are routes to suit different tastes and abilities. Daniel Nielsen marks the routes on an ordnance survey map in the book, but you'll need to buy a map for most of the routes for the full details on the ground. He describes the route and each recommended pub too. It's well worth buying if you want some interesting routes to add to your collection, and if you like a good pint after your walk. You can buy Wild Pup Walks by Daniel Nielsen and published by Camera for £7.91 on Amazon. Here's my adventure memory for this episode. It's been a long hot summer in the UK. The last time this happened, I was nine years old and it was 1976. But this hot summer brought back memories of when I set off in August 1991 with my brother Dan to cycle to Cape Town, South Africa. It was warm when we set off from our dad's house in Hampshire, but it was to get much hotter when we got into France. The heat was intense and we were going to have to get used to it. We covered 60 to 100 miles a day and we'd not trained in any heat at all. In that heat, you need to drink a lot of fluids. Our aluminium water bottles didn't keep our water cool at all. In France and Spain, we could stop to get cool water, but later on as we went into Morocco, it was not going to be so easy. We learnt to cool our water down with a simple trick, however. 
We wrapped a wet sock around our each bottle. The evaporative effect kept our water as cool as you'd expect from a bottle of refrigerated water. This small but effective trip helped keep us fresh and hydrated in the heat of the coming months. That's the end of the first Hawkins Adventure podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and thank you for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback about your travels or any questions you have. In the next episode, I'll be talking about wild camping and canoeing in Sweden. Plus, I'll review another outdoor book, more equipment and bring up another adventure memory. Thank you again for listening. Find my website at whawkins.uk and I look forward to hearing from you.